I'm uh yeah, I'm a beer and a half in, so I'm feeling good. Oh, Somebody yeah. asked on the last pod if we if uh we ever do pods with beers. Mm-hmm. We haven't really done like a we haven't recorded at night for some time, have we? No, this is our first night recording in a long time, I feel. Yeah. I I miss that. Like I miss being able to have a beer or 12 and then like record a podcast with you. Well, if I decide to just get fucked by my work and go do nights, we can drink heavily and have a pod together. So That sounds so beautiful. Yeah. Really Except the getting fucked by work part. Well, at least you're getting it somehow. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. At least you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's record this. Here we go. Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game Week 32 is done, and Game Week 33 is on us hot and heavy. Hot and heavy, Jake. It's going to be a great pod. Game Week 32 brought with it mostly sadness for a lot of managers, maybe the dreams that you had of a wonderful a wonderful game week 32 didn't come to be uh, but we're going to discuss it we're going to learn from it and we're going to move on to the next game week and there's just not that much of the season left so we might as well get into it jake how are you buddy uh doing doing all right um sadness i don't know i feel like don't you feel like everybody just stayed the same that's how i feel about this game week i mean i feel like it was a frustrating week um, and maybe that's why everyone just feels bad because they they just remain status quo. But that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Looking at a variety of different scores, uh, and and the fact of the matter is, people played all sorts of different chips this week. Some mm-hmm. people wild carded, some people free hit. There were triple captains, there were bench boosts. It was basically a wash. It, it really looks like a lot of managers did very similar. Um, I'm sure there's managers out there that absolutely flew, and managers that had horrible game weeks that are shaking their heads angry at us for saying that but it does feel like it was kind of a wash uh which is is to me that's frustrating because we spent so much time discussing it planning for it being excited by it um i don't know i guess that's where i'm stand standing on it all yeah i guess i agree uh but i am excited to do a night pod we haven't done a night pod for a long time pretty pretty excited about that Yeah, we've been doing a lot of pods kind of uh, like Sunday mornings during matches, and that's it's just because it's the way our schedules work out. We also haven't done two pods in one week for a while just because of schedules as well. So, man, we are really providing the content, aren't we, Jake? Yeah, breaking down barriers. It's good. (laughs) What kind of barriers? Like social? Are you talking like social justice? Is that what we're doing now? Yeah, that's kind of what I imagined. Yeah. Yeah, well, if this is social justice, the world is really fucked, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. Uh, Okay, well, let's get into the pod here. Um, Just a quick shout-out for Slack. Uh, If anyone else is still interested in joining, all you have to do is email us at theartofthedive at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter. Uh, We have, I think, almost 90 people now in the Slack. I would say of those 90, probably about like 20 or 25 are very active uh, and then we maybe have like a, a handful, another another 15 or so that are kind of like semi-active and then some other people that just watch once in a while. And it's a cool space. Um, so if you'd like to join, you're, you're welcome to. Um, another quick shout out. Just I want to say thank you to all the people that have been helping us move the pod. Uh, you know, like I said in the past, our main modality for movement is Twitter. So retweeting, sharing, liking, commenting on Twitter is really big for us because that's how Twitter algorithms work if we want our pod to get out there and for people to see it. So thanks to those that do that. And then finally, I just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, to Stephen Toomey, who uh, was a, an absolute bro and sent me some beer. He sent me some beer from Treehouse. He has a, a hookup f- for that. Uh, I know it was uh, an expensive endeavor for him to do that, but he was, he was just being a bro. Uh, so thank you so much, Stephen. Uh, it's really cool, Jake, these kind of relationships that we get to develop through the podcast there's a lot of folks that i mean i don't like i don't personally know them but you sometimes kind of feel like you do once you begin to really interact with them and and all these personalities these people that write in every single week they they almost have like their own persona on the podcast don't they yeah they definitely do and i like answering their questions a specific way with regards to stuff like that i also like they're getting their questions um so yeah it's exciting um and personally too, I, I think one of my 
uh, off-season resolutions is going to be increasing my uh, tweeting and Slack channel involvement for yeah, sure. Yeah, I can't can't wait for that not to happen. Why don't you send <laughs> me more beer? I mean, you sent me the you sent me some beer a while back. Why don't you send me more like Stephen does? Yeah, I could do that too. Just go to Stone Brewery and then send you some more beer. So yeah, because you guys have a few breweries out there that are 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 nice that I can't get here. Which is pretty yeah, good. Definitely, California is a good place for that. Yeah, it's all right. I'd give it a three out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a dirty lie. At no, least a six out of ten. No, get out of here. It's we have way more good beer here than you guys do in Central mm, yeah, United States. I, yeah. Okay, okay. It's true. Okay. Well, let's get into some uh, some FPL content here. A couple of big picture kind of big picture topics to kick off the pod as usual. So, uh, two point sex sounds. Oh. Uh, wrote in and said, just finished listening to the pod. This was the pod that we recorded this last Sunday. Serious question. Given the value that defense, budget, and mid-price players are offering, can we now stop worrying about squad value? If Salah is no longer essential, I can't see the best team for the run-in being beyond the reach of anyone with a cash value of 103 mil. For people on wildcard, does anyone think they will find themselves 0.1 short of the team that they want? So, just more generally, at this point in the season, are we thinking about squad value? Does it matter? Is it important? And is it something that when you're using, I know you've already used your wild card, but like somebody like me who's planning to use my wild card soon, should I keep it in mind or does it not really matter at this point? What do you think, Jake? Mm, I don't think it really matters at this point would be, would be my take on it. I feel like you're just building the best team possible. I mean, obviously, you usually using as much of the money you have is the way to go because for the most part you can probably find a way to use it at some point but i don't think you are doing i don't think you're picking players to be like oh they're gonna increase in squad value and i'm gonna be switching them in two weeks i don't think that's that's the thought right yeah i think we can basically throw the squad value thing out the door at this point in the year some people are very very focused on squad value and i will admit that it's something that i almost never think about with my team do you know what your squad value is jake off the top of your head or not really Mm, no i haven't looked in a while but i think it's in the 104 region actually i was looking a while back and i think in our mini league mine was one of the highest which doesn't make any sense because i've been very poor and not poor but i'm like middle of the road now in our mini league so I i don't know if it makes a ton of a difference Yeah, I have a squad value of about 103 this year, which might surprise people. That's not very high. Uh, I'm ranked in the top 5K, which I think is pretty decent. Uh, So I don't know that having high squad value necessarily correlates directly with rank. Um, The difference with this season, at least it feels like right now, is there are just so many budget options that are performing at a really high level that are producing tons of points week in and week out i mean we've talked all year about the kind of mid and low price budget strikers that have been producing there have been a lot of mid-price mids and really a lot of teams have found a lot of success putting money in that back line where you're spending far less there's just not as much need for a high team value this year Mm -hmm. no i i would agree with those statements of course you would, because they're right, Jake. Yeah, except about your team being amazing. No, I'm kidding. I would agree yeah, with that, too. Of course you're kidding, because I have a really good team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm jealous of your team, especially after this week where I, again, felt like nothing really happened and I played my triple captain. But I don't want to go down that that rabbit hole right now. Well, we're going to in just a moment. But uh, before that, Mark wrote in. He said 65 points in a huge red arrow on a free hit. This follows a red arrow after planning for a blank for several game weeks. This follows week after week after week after week of red arrows. I thought I was beyond caring. Now I've smashed through rock bottom to hit my lowest ebb. Damn. That's frustrating for Mark. I I bring this up only because uh, the reality of it is that there are managers out there that are experiencing seasons like this. Um, and... I have I had one of my first seasons that I played was similar to this. It was like the first time I kind of started getting into FPL. Um, I've only been playing for about 
uh, six, I think five or six years, uh, and it was maybe the second year that I was playing him. And I started kind of planning, I started paying attention, but it just didn't seem to matter. Like it, it didn't matter what I did. Red arrow, red arrow, red arrow, red arrow. And actually, what I did was I just stopped playing. Uh, I didn't actually log in or like set a lineup or do anything. Uh, and I had a terrible, like terrible rank. Um, so I, I want to commend like those managers like Mark and other people out there that are having a hard time maybe with their season. Uh, and yet they still show up every week. They put out a good lineup. They, they read stats, they read articles, they interact with the community. They send questions into their podcast. I mean, that's like, that is a, a great level of commitment, but also, and not so much to the game, but to the community, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And at the end of the day, I do honestly believe that that's like what it's all about. And so um, I'm sorry that's not going well, Mark, but uh, I commend you and I appreciate you and your efforts. Yeah, that's very true because I did the same thing. I think my first year it was, you know, I was thinking while you were um, telling everybody about your life story uh, in the FPL world. (laughs) Are you making a scene right now on the podcast? Are you going to make a scene right now? No, I don't want to make a scene. I don't want to make a scene. Good. Um, I'm going to drink my beer. You go ahead and talk. So what I was going to say is it, it's so funny because like, I feel in America, we just we want to be rewarded. And I, I feel like in Europe, just this is completely solely based on fantasy games. So maybe this isn't super accurate, but it's a much harder world. I mean, just thinking of FPL being... You know, it's it's longer than thirty eight weeks because you have the breaks in between, even, um, and you're you're pretty much stuck with the team that you've built after you know five six game weeks or after you use that first wild card. Yeah, you can make changes here or there, but you have to suffer a pretty big penalty to make big swaps, and as opposed to a lot of like fantasy football and things like that. Yeah, it's like a week-in, week-out game. Most leagues, you always have a chance of winning or at least making the playoff because they have half or more than half the teams make the playoff. You know, there's no playoff for FBL. There's like one winner out of millions of people. Um, it's just kind of a, a tough world. So when you're when you're not having a good season, <clears throat> kudos to those people who are still um, sending in questions, tweeting, trying to still give advice because they've done this for many years. And just because you have a bad year doesn't mean that you're you're a bad FPL manager. Yeah, that's a really good point. For I guess I was <laughs> first I was really confused on where you were going with that. Where you were like. Europeans and Americans, it's way harder for Europeans. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? But, but, um, but I think you're right. In terms of fantasy, it's, it's way different playing like FPL versus other fantasy style games. Like when you play fantasy baseball, fantasy NBA, fantasy, uh, NFL football, it, it's very, uh, it's very much focused on the mini league, right? It's mini league centric. Whereas, FPL is much more focused on this overall rank. So you're instead of competing with 10 or 20 players in like a mini league. I mean, we all have our mini leagues, but but really what we're most of us are looking at every week is like one mini league with our friends and our overall rank, right? I mean, that's what most people are probably looking at. You're right. It's it makes for a really challenging game and an unforgiving game as well. So yeah, good. All right, that's a good point, Jake. First time in your life. Life. Well done. Yeah, I have some some moments. Mm, yeah, mostly dumb ones, idiot. All right, uh, let's talk about our uh, let's talk about our weeks, Jake. So, um, we talked a little bit about kind of the halfway point of game week thirty two on Sunday when we potted. So let's talk about how things wrapped up for each of us. Uh, do you want to start or should I? You start. Okay, I'll start this week. So I finished on, I'm pulling up my team right now, sorry. Uh, I finished on a total of 96 points. So the average was 73, so I did uh, quite well there. I'm, I'm happy with a game week rank of 511,000. Again, very good. I'm happy with that. Um, I will I will admit that I was a little whiny towards the end of the week here. I, I, 
I guess like I had it in my head that I'm gonna play my free hit and I'm gonna fly. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna score way 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 above the average. And I guess I did. I sco- ended up scoring 23 points above the average. So I should probably apologize for being kind of whiny about what happened in terms of team selection. I did quite well. I'm very happy with my Ederson pick. Two cleans. Uh, Asp was a, a very good pick with a, a goal and a clean sheet, and David Luis as well. Uh, Schlepp also got me a clean sheet. Now, through the midfield is where I didn't do so hot. Um, I went with Jerry D, who was a failure of a pick. It was down on, for my team, it was down to him versus Jimenez, was which was, I was going to try to pick between. So clearly, I did not make the right pick there, uh, which was, was kind of frustrating. Um, I thought Jerry D was kind of going to, you know, be a secret agent for me, but he was not. Uh, Hazard then, of course, did very well. And Pogba and Sterling, uh, nothing. And then up top, I had Aguero and Rashford. Uh, Rashford returned a goal, Aguero goal and an assist, and then did not play in the next match, which was certainly frustrating. A lot of people on Twitter were saying to me, like, because I tweeted that I was kind of pissed about it, and they were saying, like, well, a lot of people tripled captained him. Um, you're actually better off that he's not playing. I don't know. I I guess... I guess I am. I, I don't know. I just want to let the you best. Are. I I mean, as your your pod mate, if you, you're allowing me to call you that, like I triple captain him. And I think that's the most disheartening thing for my week because I ended up on the same points as you did. But I, I feel like I I blew a more useful chip. Like, obviously, I didn't have my or no, I still do have my free hit, but but I don't have my wild card. But like to me, it's almost better in a sense that he didn't have like a crazy awesome game week because you probably would have been passed by more people but i guess in a sense too you may you maybe would have moved up because you captain him and a lot of people still captain sterling i don't it's hard to say it is i guess yeah i I don't know whatever It, it is what it is it's done my free hit is played and it's out of the out of the circulation now. So overall, I've moved up um, about 600 spots only. So I'm at 4,364. So that was my week. Uh, can you tell us about yours? Yeah, so I used the triple captain chip on Aguero, and, you know, lo and behold, bad things happened. I really hated FPL midweek. I still kind of hate FPL for that because it's just a cursed chip for me last year with Kane. I'm going to see if the trend continues next year. Um. A lot of same players. I just didn't free hit, actually. Um, Keppa and Aspil did really well. Hazard did fine today. I'm I'm glad. Sorry, finally decided to play Drew. Uh, I was talking to you guys today. I, f- I feel like Drew makes a big difference for that team. I don't know why he never plays. And then I also had Aguero and Rashford up top. Um, and then, yeah, my midfield was disappointing. Frazier, uh, Jerry D., uh, Sterling, and then also, I'm also kind of sad because Pereira had a good game week, and I haven't been playing him because he's been atrocious. And then I could have played Robbo instead of Van Dyke, who had eight points compared to two with that assist. So there's like points lost. I mean, I'm glad I was above the average. I'm sad I wasted my triple captainship but then i got green arrow so like how disappointed should i be i'm up to two hundred thousand, like a little bit above so like that that was the goal i set with my minus 80 uh disaster so i'm like right at my goal um which is good but it just it, it was like you know this week i felt like i left things begging if that makes sense you certainly left. That's not the saying. You said it wrong. I, I said it wrong. I don't yeah. know. Wanting is it wanting? I don't know. You know what I'm saying. I left things begging. Did you? Yeah. Did you think you were like in the Lord of the Rings when you said that or something? I Game don't of know. Game of Thrones. I have no idea. I don't watch Game of Thrones. What? I know. What? I gotta. I gotta do that. That's what? also my off season um, goal. The first Game of seasons. Thrones and Slack. The first two seasons have a lot of breasts in the yeah, episodes. That's what I've Just been thought told. I'd share that. Mm. It can make for some awkward situations. <laughs> like if I'm watching with my mother or... or... Yeah, I'll, I'll tell a very quick side story about Game of Thrones <laughs> and breasts, so get ready. I think right, this should be on the podcast. 
Okay. Uh, this was when I was still in college, so about six or seven years ago. It was like the second season of Game of Thrones. I'm at my house watching it. My wife, uh, my then girlfriend, now wife, was there with me watching the episode, and my good buddy uh, was sitting there with the three of us watching the episode. Uh, my wife says, just so you know, there's some awkward scenes in this episode. I'm still living at home at this point because I'm going to college, right? And uh, I said, it's fine. Don't worry about it, you know? We're sitting in the living room. There is a... Um, ferocious lesbian sex scene um with lots of breasts and um and loud noises and of course uh it's they're long episodes they're like an hour long my mother decides to walk into the room during the scene (laughs) she (laughs) she hadn't walked in the entire time the three of us are just watching tv she walks in with a glass of wine she looks at the tv she looks at us she looks back at the TV and then she just goes, huh? And she walks out of the room. I'm glad I've never heard that story before. That's a good one. Yeah, it was really awkward. So there, everyone just got a little glimpse into how treacherous my life is. It's great. Okay, let's. Let's move on. Jake, watch the show. It's great. Um, League Dive Leaderboard. We haven't read it off in a couple weeks because we've been doing those Sunday morning pods and the League Board hasn't been updated yet. So let's see where everybody's at. In 10th, Mark Edwards. 9th, James Richards. 8th, Nial O'Higgins. 7th, Samuel Shapiro. 6th, Arnie Marius Haugen. 5th, Matt Blenner. Is that a new one, Matt Blenner? Oh, no, it's Bus Parkour. Yeah, I've, I know that team. Uh, fourth is me, Marco. A third is Fripe Person. A second, uh, moving up into second, is John Eric Torsteinson. And still in first is Matt Frisky, the Kyoto Kid, with a total of uh, 2,030 points. So he's crossed. He, Lone Wolf, and ACU Foot OFU have crossed that 2,000-point mark that a lot of managers kind of set at the start of the season as kind of a, a benchmark, so good for them. Uh, Matt, the Kyote kid, is currently sitting at an overall rank of 1,390, so doing quite, quite well. So uh, good luck to everybody with the rest of the season. Um, nice work to those that have been sitting up there. Matt's been at like the top of the board the entire year, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, especially since he used his wild card early like someone else that we know yeah. of. That doesn't make you him. I just want to be clear on, on that. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm just living vicariously through through his team. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's really impressive. He did play it early. I, I didn't necessarily think that was the right move. Um, you know, looking at it now, and we'll, we'll talk more in the second half of the pod a little bit about chip strategy going forward, but it, with the not-so-wonderful double game weeks in 35, um I think he's going to be okay. I think you early wildcarders might actually come out ahead this year, very similar to last year again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, but you you moved up, so that's good. I mean, we still have a chance to keep the t-shirt. Um, that's kind of what I'm also hoping for. So. We're not we're not that far off. I mean, uh, I'm at 1,998 in fourth place, and uh, first place is is 2,030. So, um, so you're saying there's a chance? There's a chance. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's look at the other wonderful league that we started. So Jake did get into the uh, the Travis Shaw minus eighty PSL league, which I'm I'm happy about. A um, couple people had really big game weeks this week. Um, FPL Octopus and uh, had one ten. Whitebeard had one hundred and eight. Just some that I saw that they posted on our Twitter. So shout out to those guys. Um, let's look at who is doing well in that league. So. 10th place is Danny Matthews. Oh, he named it It's Coming Home. Good for Danny. Uh, uh, Hamdi Halim is in 8th. Noel Clear uh, also tied for 8th there. 7th, Nick uh, Saich. S-A-I-C-H. I think that's right. 6th is our boy Stephen Toomey. 5th, uh, Arman Singh. 4th, uh, Ro- Rohith. Rohith. Roth. Rohith. Menon. I don't know if I got that right. I'm sorry. Third, uh, Prince Obama. Great name. Hmm. Uh, second, Matthew Osborne. And first, Frank uh, Pibioni. Pibuion. Gosh, you guys' names are so hard. A total of 184 points. 
Um, so Prince Obama had 124 points this game week. Absolutely flying. I think that was the highest. So congrats to those that are still that are doing so well. I think it is updated. It does say that league tables are currently being recalculated, but I actually think that that's the updated score. So um, we shall see. Uh, it's funny. I, I'm doing pretty well like in all my mini leagues. In the Travis Shaw minus 80 league, uh, I am currently ranked uh, 78th in the league so that's that's just not going super super well for me yeah i read arrowed and just as i was like what the i was pretty surprised as i did a green arrowed or in our mini league stayed the same but everyone everyone's flying in that league they're all drinking those psls and making good moves the problem is these these bastards went out and made new teams for this league. I mean, let's, I, I didn't know like how that was going to affect it. And people asked, for the record. People were like, hey, should I make a new team? And I was like, do whatever you want. Just join the league, bro. And now I'm like really pissed off at, at what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but that, it just shows like how your previous deci- decisions, wow, decisions make such a big difference yeah. um, because – if you just make a whole new team and take a minus 80, look what you can do. Anything is possible. <laughs> okay. Um, last week we threw out on the pod if people could send in like punishments or rewards for um, people or for Jake and I in the Travis Shaw minus 80 league. So mm-hmm. just as a little like fun aside, whoever's going to win that. Um, and we got a few things in. Um, we'll, we'll wait another week to get some more ideas, but um uh, Jim wrote in a punishment. Loser has to post a video onto Twitter condemning their own uselessness and praising the winner uh, for the true champion they are. I like that one. Jake, what do you think? That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Okay, uh, another one from Jim. Um, oh, and they have to wear a special item of clothing. Could belong to a partner or animal chosen by the winner. Hmm. As long as it's a leopard print thong, I'm in. Um <laughs> Bobby Love says if Jake wins, Marco must be nice to him for a month's worth of pods. I I mean, I like that one, but the problem is we're going to lose all of our listeners. So yeah, it's a good thought, Bobby. Everybody hates you. So that's yeah. what you're yeah. uh, If Marco wins, Jake has to wear a t-shirt with Marco's face, or the loser just gets a tattoo. Oh. All right. They're on, that's on the table. Okay. Uh, FPL Narwhal wrote in, loser has to eat and finish a raw onion by the end of the pod. Oh, gosh. Uh, that could be kind of funny, like, because you'd hear us eating it during the pod. Yeah. Again, we may lose listeners, but who knows? If 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 they appreciate a good competition, they'd be good. A two point. Oh. Wasn't Jake's Festivus present to Marco something like a candle or bar of soap shaped like his john thomas in quotations is <laughs> we john just thomas, talked about that is john uh, thomas a reference to to a penis is that I what that is so i don't know <laughs> is that an uh, english thing again yeah probably all right ari get out your john thomas there <laughs> i don't think i want to do that hagrid <laughs> <laughs> too late ari get your don thomas out oh my gosh uh i think the i'm thinking oh man that's funny yeah he says i'm thinking the loser needs to present the winner something similar i guess 2.0 wants us to send dick pics to each other uh trophy says and so the john and so the john (laughs) thomas charity shield was born what a good it's a good name for it for a trophy huh? or for a competition huh <laughs> yeah or i'll just name my team that next year yeah i mean i to be fair uh to 2.0 i just want to clarify there was good beer in in that john thomas shaped uh package yeah mm-hmm. i've not drank it yet either it's still sitting here um Ooh, yeah you gotta let me know when you do that i know i feel bad like opening it because it's such a nice bottle of beer like i want to save it for like a nice occasion you know mm-hmm. i mean that bottle you can lay down i could keep it Keep it for a long time. Be good to go. Uh, DC asked, uh, how's Jake doing in the Travis Shaw League? How are you doing, Jake? Do you, do you know where you're at? Yeah, I just looked. I moved back to 28th I, from 17th. I don't know what happened. I had a great game week, but everyone had spectacular game weeks. A little yeah. frustrating, but it's just how it goes. It goes. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, now that we've covered things that are very pod specific and have very little to do with FPL, um, we're going to take a short break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Game Week 33 and managing this blank. 
Uh, but we'll also spend a little bit of time discussing some of the different strategies. I know that a lot of people are in different places right now. Some people have a wild card available. Some people a free hit. Some people have their triple captain. Some people have their bench boost, right? Everybody's kind of in a different spot. So we're going to, we've got some questions from people and I tried to kind of group them so that we could talk about some of the different potential plans going forward here. Uh, and then uh, we'll wrap the pot up with some, uh, some future plans and some captain shouts. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. We're going to discuss some blank game week 33 topics as well as some topics about handling your wild card going forward if you still have that available and managing the double game week coming up in 35 as well as that mini double game week that we're not really talking about too much but we'll discuss it in 34. Um, so this is going to be largely driven by listener questions. I guess we should just get into it. Uh, Amundada, I think I said that right, offloading Pogba in the blank game week. Who would be an ideal pick for a one-week punt other than Mane, since many are going to be wildcarding in 34? DC asked a similar question, um, or excuse me, 2.0 asked a similar question saying, uh, so is McTominay now an FPL option as he's doing the job we all brought Pogba in for? Uh, Kenny McDonald says, is it time to offload Pogba? So a lot of people kind of talking about getting rid of Pogba. Um, finding another player to fill his spot, especially for a 33 here where we've got a blank shake and there's some other midfield options. What are your thoughts on dumping Pogba uh, going forward here? Yeah, I think that it's a good idea to dump Pogba first off. I, I don't think that's wrong. Um, looking at his advanced stats, they've fallen way, way off. There's a lot of midfielders that are doing a lot better work um, in both the xg and xa categories you know shots touches in the box so yes to that uh the the harder question is who to go for especially this week with so many like limited teams um personally i'm kind of if i if i had to just pick a one week punt and i wasn't gonna go mane i i I do still think mane would be the best pick uh, but Maddo is kind of up there for me because of the team that they play, Huddersfield, and yep. he's just been very involved in that team. The other thing that we have to start talking about, and I, I didn't look to see if any of the questions get to this, but fixture congestion may start to be a problem for these teams that are in Champions League or Europa, where, where like Leicester don't have to worry about that, which is nice. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. Certainly, I... I agree with you on the Matto shout and, and the idea of Mane, right? And and the question here says, other than Mane, of course. But um, I, I guess that is another thing to keep in mind. I mean, we do have a crazy amount of fixture congestion. Uh, the teams, you know, that are in Champions League, that are in Europa, there's just going to be a lot of rotation here as they push deep into these competitions. Earlier in the season, especially like with Europa League, a lot of teams were kind of playing like second teams like Chelsea and Arsenal were doing a lot of that but I think as you know they get the they get the taste of blood right they're close to that trophy they're probably likely to begin to rotate more um but let's let's stick to this question for now I mean I I do think it is time to probably let Pogba go he he hasn't looked dangerous at all um when we look at shots in the last five game weeks uh he had one shot one shot two shots one shot and three shots which is pretty low compared to his previous five matches where he had two three zero seven and seven um his attempted assists have dropped a bit as well he was most game weeks was averaging around two attempted assists a game and now he has a a couple weeks in a row where he has zero or a couple weeks in the last five where he has zero Um, And he's just not getting into dangerous spots. We very rarely see him in the box now. Whereas when Ole first took over, we saw him kind of bombing into the box a lot more. Um, I agree with you, Jake. The problem is, like, who are we going with exactly to replace him? You know, I I do think, you know, this Mane Mato are good ideas. What about, uh, and this, I know he plays your, your favorite team in the world, but what about Sigurdsson this week? Yeah, that's a good one. We were talking about that a little bit with our friend group. I think it's a a decent choice. Arsenal tend to give up a lot of goals away from home, so he's kind of equivalent to a Matto for me. Definitely, basically, either or. I I wouldn't hate on. Uh, Looking at their 
uh, advanced stats. So over the last six game weeks, they're they're basically one two next to each other. They're they're behind players like Mane, Sterling, um, Erickson. But again, like besides Liverpool, a lot of those teams aren't playing. So those two guys are pretty equal. It's just more that Maddo creates a lot more chances through assists. Um, Siggy creates a lot more chances through goals. So what what are you going to try to shoot for? Do you want to just play it safe or do you want to kind of go for it more? Um, I, I think it would be reasonable to go either way. Yeah, so FPL uh, Shotgun FC said game week 33 is the official week of the punt. Who are you both targeting for a dirty one-week fling and then leaving the morning after before they wake up? So he's asking which player do we want to have sex with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> That's a difficult decision. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that for a while. The, pr- yeah, the problem I mean, for me, though, for my FPL team is I am going to have to stick with them. So it's not really true. a one-week punt for me. Right. So that's a great point. So for people that are wildcarding in 34, it's certainly a one week punt. And that's one thing I have been looking at is who do I want to take that punt on? Um, I I will just go back to some of the players that we just mentioned. I've looked at Sigurdsson. Um, I have Madison already. Um, You know, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm going to even take that dirty one night punt on them as uh, shotgun FC said, but um but those are the players that I'm kind of looking at. Are, are there any other players? I mean, we've looked primarily at midfielders. Are there any other, like, strikers or uh, defenders that we'd want for that kind of one-week punt or even a goalkeeper? I, I did consider possibly – I have King right now. Uh, Rashford is not playing. I considered doing that double Bournemouth attack and going with Wilson up, up front. Is that a dumb idea? I don't think so. That's literally what I was going to say is you you should at least have one playing at home against Burnley. They've been so much better. Um, and again, I would probably prefer Wilson, but I don't think it's dumb. Um, it's not a bad idea. And then the question is, do you have Frazier? Because like, I think he's also a decent shout, cheap, but he could definitely get some returns. He's been a little bit off more recently, but not a bad idea. Yeah, he hasn't had a ton of returns, though, in, in some time, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A friend of ours brought that up, that he returned against Huddersfield, a goal and an assist, but hasn't had a return then again since game week 21. So it's a pretty long time back to see his returns. Now, his his underlying stats in terms of, like, XG and XA have definitely dropped since the beginning of the season, but he's still getting shots off, and he's still getting attempted assists because he's on so many free kicks. So he would be an interesting one to consider as well. Definitely. Okay. Um, let's keep on with the uh, 33 questions. Um, and I think that you kind of like brought this up maybe a, a few minutes ago. I can't quite remember. But uh, Trophy, FPL Trophy, Steve, he puts that in parentheses so that we know who it is. Uh, should we – oh, and shout out to Steve. Steve helps us out with the Slack channel quite a bit. Um, he helped us set it up. And uh, also he helps admin it. And he keeps conversations going. So thank you, Steve. You're the man. Uh, should we be wary of the relegated teams playing without pressure, thus performing better? Players putting themselves into the shop window and try to get a move. I brought this up last week. What happens to teams in terms of individual player performance once uh, that team has been relegated? Now, this year, it's it's relatively early to have uh, two teams out already at this point. Um, so it's, I, I don't know. I guess that's what I was saying. I was hoping that I, we had kind of asked, right? I, th- I think if people could bring forward some data or some information. And I looked online. I had a very hard time finding anything. Um, what is your like kind of gut response to that, Jake? What happens to individual players? Do they their team has been relegated. Do they either completely kind of like shut down and the team is just shit anyways, so it doesn't matter, right? They're, they're going to under continue to underperform. Or do these individual players start kind of seeing themselves as like, all right, I need to stay in the Premier League. I need to make sure that somebody is going to buy me at the end of the season because I don't want to play championship. Um, what do you? What's your gut reaction to that? Uh, my gut reaction is the you know, the first part of that answer is that this, these teams are relegated early for a reason. Just stay away personally. 
uh, I think my gut and my brain just tell me that's that's what's going on. And these, I mean, like Fulham and Hudders, at least Fulham have, they have at least some attacking potential, but like Huddersfield and Cardiff are just, they're so poor attacking. I, th- I mean, I think you're bring- you may want to bring in one of the players, like maybe like a Camarasa or, uh, you know, I would have to look more at Fulham, but maybe like a Sassanian or Babel just to facilitate having other guys on your team that cost more once you wild card but but that's it you know they're more like bench fodder to me that but they're consistently playing so if there's some injuries at the end of the year or if you're missing guys like Mane going to you know getting rested for Champions League then they can come in off the bench and get you a surprise goal if needed I think that's fair you're basically bench fodder in this podcast, Jake. I am basically bench fodder, which, you know, hey, that's okay. Someone needs to be bench fodder. At least you made the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could just be sitting, the, you know, like Ozil, you know, like, oh, no one chooses me for uh, any FPL teams. Was do you think, you, like, was I don't that, know, that was Ozil? my Ozil. Yeah. <laughs> do, you think, like, do you think, like, he plays FPL and just keeps himself on his team? I don't know. Probably, yeah. He tries to f- make a team of insects with gigantic Or, you know, <laughs> someone else who would probably do that is Alexis Sanchez. I bet he has himself on his team still. Oh, for sure, yeah. I am still very good at the football. I put myself as the best player and captain every week. <laughs> <laughs> He's just playing the piano in the background while he does it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just go down to, like... He's, like, like one of the last ten teams in... FPL and you just see it's like Alexis Sanchez is the best is his team name. Yeah, right. right. Uh, <laughs> and then the team owner is just his name, Alexis Sanchez, right? Yeah. Uh, 100%. Okay. Um, anyways, 33. Uh, there are a number of blanks. Um, I did want to just quickly read them off, so I'm just going to pull them up. So uh, I read these off on Sunday, but I'll just read them again. Brighton, Cardiff, City, Spurs, United, Wolves, Watford, and Fulham all blank. So there's quite a few teams that you can still pick from. Um, I think I'll I'll just give the same advice that we gave earlier uh, in the blank game week in 31. Um, if you can put out nine guys, you're probably okay. So don't I, I I don't know. Some people send some questions into us about like, hey, should I take a minus 12 to get a full team? I, it's it's really hard, especially if you're wildcarding them the week after. So if you're in Jake's situation and you don't have a wild card and you're going to take a couple hits, but there are four players that you're going to want going forward, it's probably okay. But if you're going to wild card, or excuse me, yeah, if you're going to wild card in 34 and you're going to take a bunch of hits in 33, those players aren't going to continue to be in your team. So you're basically saying, I'm going to make all my points back in one week. So. I don't know that it's a great investment. Are you are you kind of with me on that, Jake? I I completely agree. Yeah. So I just wanted to give that advice going forward. Um, let's talk a little bit about kind of the use of chips going forward here. The conventional move right now that a, a lot of people are looking at doing is going to be, as I mentioned, a wild card in thirty four and a bench booster triple captain in thirty five. Now, there's a, a couple kind of things that are floating around out there. Um, some people are suggesting maybe a triple captain 35, bench boost in 36. Um, some people are going um, bench boost in 35 and saving that triple captain for maybe 37 or 38. And like I said on the last pod, looking for a player that's chasing the golden boot or a team that really needs points. You know, maybe you're looking at a Liverpool or a City at the end of the season and captaining one of their kind of talisman main players um there's a number of ways that you can do it um there's also some people that maybe still have a free hit chip like jake right jake you still have your free hit chip and so Mm -hmm. you're going to be maybe looking at like a 35 right for your free hit play yep that's kind of the plan as of now yeah so there's a lot of people that are doing things kind of differently right now in fact i even know that some managers in 33 are looking to play their free hit chip so we have some questions from people and they're going to feel like they're a little all over the place and we might even repeat some things, but I thought we'd kind of go through them quickly because we have quite a few um, about managing uh, these different combinations of chips going forward. And what I'm hoping is that by listening to kind of these different ideas that people will have an idea of what they want to do with their team, um, even if they don't have the exact same combination of ideas. You ready, Jake? 
ready. Let's do okay. it. So Peter Gray starts us off with a little lessons learned. So he said, uh, what are some lessons that can be learned from uh, free hit 32 for people wild carding in 34 and bench boosting in 35? Uh, which premiums do we ignore? He again asks about Pogba, which we already covered. City players have tough fixtures. Um, they're also going for three trophies. Uh, and so let's start with that. So if you're going to wildcard in 34 and bench boost in 35, which players are you targeting? Jake, do you have the fixtures in front of you or no? Um, yeah, I have them written out on my beautiful mind spreadsheet. So oh my to... goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you get them up and I'll, I'll rift for you for a minute while you okay. get them up. I so, got it. I got it. <laughs> So City have uh, Spurs and United in 35, uh, and and like said, it was said in the question, they're also chasing a number of trophies. It's tough because City are going to want to for sure win the league, right? I, I would say the league, do you think the, well, probably the Champions League is first and then the league is second? I don't know. They're, they're both I, I pretty, would kind of agree with that yeah. personally. I feel like those players want to win the Champions League because of like what happened last year more. Cause yeah, I don't, but they but it also is pretty special to repeat as you know Premier League champions. Yeah, so we're looking at like tough fixtures and a tough part of the year with a lot of fixture congestion. Uh, except it's in, it's impossible if you're wildcarding thirty four to ignore City players, isn't it? Yeah. I, so here's my take on the City players, and this is by far the toughest team to assess moving forward. But my take is one defender. Or, or maybe even risking the no defender, but, but you kind of then have to go, so you have to go with cheap players to, to fit your team. Personally, I don't think you can go Sterling and Aguero. I think that's going to be tough, and that's what I currently have, and I'm looking to dump one of them. So I think Bilva, and then maybe an Aguero or Sterling, and then maybe one other player from their team. Or, or maybe just having two, I don't think is completely unreasonable. Yeah, I think if you're going in the back, it's Ederson or Laporte. Mm-hmm. Right, Correct. there's no question. Those are the only two players you can consider in the back. Um, and then I agree with you. Yeah, I think you're looking at through the midfield. It's either uh, uh, Bernardo or Sterling, and the only player to consider up top is Aguero. Um, I'm not going to tell you which players are best. I I will likely in my wild card have Laporte in the back line uh, and Sterling or Aguero. I've not decided which one. Uh, you know, currently Aguero's hurt. Um, but they're both players that play a lot. And going down the stretch, I have a feeling Pep will lean on them to be the players that carry them uh, going forward. Um, if we look at some other teams, uh, you know, so so Peter was kind of asking, like, which premiums to ignore. Are there any premiums, Jake, that you're like, yeah, no way, I would never touch them, I'm not interested at all? I think the tricky thing is, is, for the most part, no. I don't think you can just straight up say that. Um, all of them have been doing pretty well in their certain respects. I think Hazard was the one I was the least interested in, and then he goes and has a goal and an assist today. Um, but he's still, to me, he's a concern just because Chelsea have been so poor. Um, he's not someone that I would say you you just avoid at all costs, though, if that makes sense. I, I yeah. I don't think it's wrong to keep him. He's just someone I'm considering moving out for another player. Um, but him too, it's hard because he he's playing in uh, Europa. So, and I, I know they're going to be really keeping an eye on that because they are fighting for fourth, right? Like it's very close for all these teams. Like Chelsea's in the race. Like Man United's for top four Arsenal, um, and they all are balancing both, right? Like, yeah, Man United's still in, well, Man United is still in Champions League as well. So it's just, it's going to be really difficult all the way around. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think another lesson that we kind of learned um, just on that topic is that we don't necessarily have to ignore single game week players if you're planning to bench boost in 35. Mm-hmm. If you're wildcarding in 34, I mean, you can't say that you're not going to go with any Liverpool players off your wild card, right? You're going to have to have Liverpool players. Um, Liverpool play uh, Cardiff, I believe, right? Let me see. Yeah, Liverpool play play Cardiff in 35. I mean, I'm not going to not have Liverpool players in my 34 team. The Downers in 34, they play Chelsea. Um, which yeah, is but it's great... at home. It's at yeah, home, true, and, the, and then true. the rest of their fixtures after that are not terrible. I, you know, as a player in my like 
status right now where I just have a free hit chip. I think Mane makes the most sense to bring yep. in. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on Firmino. He's He's been looking very good. He like passes the eye test, but I'm just a little bit worried because he doesn't always play the full 90. Um, and he is, seems to be more of a player that, even though he has pretty good XG and XA, He's very up and down, but you know I don't think it's unreasonable to go with him. I th- I just think there's better options. Yeah, it's a no for me. Too many teeth. Okay, okay, too many teeth. That's fine. All right, we have a lot of questions, and I, I know we're getting deep into the pod here, so I, I want to try to hit on all of them. So let's we're going to speed it up here. Okay. okay. Uh, Sing wrote in and says advantages of wild card in 33 instead of 34. So some people are looking at a game week 33 wild card. Um, I've seen some people's plans actually on Twitter. Completely legitimate. If you don't have uh, enough players, especially for 33, uh, and then you maybe, uh, some people were suggesting maybe you take like one hit going into 35 to get the players that you need to have. Um, I still lean towards that 34 wild card, but if you're completely screwed for 33, you're probably looking at getting some like Arsenal players in your team because they play Crystal Palace and Wolves in 35. They have a nice double. And in 33, they play Everton. 34, they play Watford. So you're probably looking at Arsenal. Um, you're maybe even looking at, I know that somebody, a team that we don't really talk about, but Southampton. They play Liverpool in 33, so you're not going to want to play them. But maybe in 34, they play Wolves. And then 35, they play Newcastle Watford. I don't know. Maybe you look at an attacker in there. It's not like they're going to keep it clean, but so completely legit option. Um, next question. And, and Jake, I'm going to let you kind of answer this one. Ben Miller says, uh, what's the best plan if you don't have a wild card? Should you still plan? And he sounds like he has his bench boost. Should you still plan for a bench boost in 35? Yeah, I think if you, I mean, as long as you're three out of the four of your bench players are playing two game weeks or have pretty solid single game weeks yeah why not i mean the, the question is where would you use it otherwise um unless you're looking ahead and seeing that there's a better game week for sure to use it then you can maybe save it but i like that idea yeah or if you have a triple captain uh mm-hmm. potential player that is on your team right now that you really want in 35 right mm-hmm yeah, I was assuming he didn't have the triple captain like me. He probably placed it on Aguero, and his, his dreams were crushed as well. Blew that load. Am I am I right? Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Classic, classic Jake. Brad Francis, question and rant. After weeks of planning, uh, my free hit team registered fewer returns than my regular team. Shit, that sucks. <laughs> uh, so should we be more relaxed in planning for our Game Week 34 wildcard and focus more on players and teams that are in form when the time comes huh an interesting question i mean you know i first off that really stinks that that happened to you um and it's super frustrating especially with all of the planning but should we be more relaxed in our game week 34 wildcard and focus more on players and teams that are in form what are your thoughts on that jake i agree i think that's a good lesson to be learned um as we see these bigger teams too that even though they had the double game weeks they rested like man city rested so much um we are so excited for them with their teams and it didn't even matter it it, like you know looking at it like wasn't laporte probably one of their biggest point getters we kind of talked about that defense is so much more important because they're just more likely to play so i agree um you know i agree with that statement fair uh, FPL SOS says discuss a no chip strategy. So how are we handling this? Like if you don't have any chips going forward, uh, I know that it probably feels like for S- SOS probably needs an SOS. And, mm-hmm. Am uh, I right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good joke there. Haha. Okay. Um, what are you doing if you don't have a uh, if you have a no no chips right now? I mean, is it kind of more game to game week to game week, or are we thinking a few game weeks ahead to try to like find a game week that we can smash it and really fly. I I'm kind of in that boat a little bit. I mean, I have one more chip left, which will help. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just keeping a pretty balanced team. Like I'm just, you know, right now I have 10 guys. I'll probably bring in a guy to give me 11 this week. And I have a lot of single game week guys that aren't going to be, having doubles and blanks it makes it easier you don't have to worry about it as much it's not as stressful that's the way i plan to attack it Hmm. sos sounds good jake's on that boat so 
He oh. doesn't need an SOS. A uh, guy said, I guess I should have paired this with a uh, question, uh, two questions before. I've made a last-minute decision to wildcard this week. Do you guys think I've fucked it right up? Or maybe I'm actually a secret FPL genius and I'm going to win the whole thing with my Maverick strategy. Uh, yeah, so he's going to have, he says he's going to, he's going to wildcard in 33. He has 11 blank game week players and will have 11 double game week players with a hit or two plus uh, some on-form singlers. Cheers, fellas. Looking forward to listening. Thanks, guy. Um, no, I think I think it's a legit strategy, especially if you have it planned out. I don't know that I have like the resolve to sit down and plan that hard at this point in the season. I'm so fatigued from it all. So good job by you, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki S. said, what would be the optimum free hit team for this week? Do I need Salah or should I spread those funds? Ooh, that's a good question. It is a good question because when you start looking at the potential players for a free hit this week, um, it's like almost hard to use all your funds up, isn't it? Yeah, that's how I feel about this game week. Yeah, um, I think using Salah is definitely reasonable. Again, I it's so hard because like Mane's just been so much better. Um, even just you know not only eye test but actually statistically as well. So to me, I would lean toward going Mane and then two Liverpool defenders, even though they're away from home. They just they get returns, right? Like maybe like a Trent and a Robertson, or you know, even a Robertson and Van Dyke. You can probably still swing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would definitely be looking for: uh, two Liverpool defenders, and probably be Robertson and Van Dyke. Um, most people of, are going to have Hazard as well. I feel against West Ham, I feel like you you kind of just have to this week. Yeah, have him in and have a have a Chelsea defender probably as well. Um, you know, and then look at some of those players like we talked about at the top of the pod, like Matto and some of the Bournemouth attackers. I think that's the direction to go um, in terms of needing Salah. I think we've we've laid that to rest. You don't need to have Salah on your team at this point in the year. Um, yeah, so you want him, you can have him. <laughs> yeah. The hard, th- the hard thing about this game week is that I feel like we're going to all be planning for it or everyone's like so excited, but most people are probably going to have pretty similar teams and right. then it's going to be a wash anyways. I feel like that happens very frequently on blank game weeks. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Sean, number one, Sean, number one, not number two, number one. If you've got 11 for game week 33 and you're wildcarding in 34, should I make a transfer just for the sake of it? Or is it no big deal to lose a transfer? Um, I, I guess what I would do, if you have 11 that you really, really like, Sean, I would make your transfer with a player that you know you're probably not going to have in your wild cards so that you don't lose value on that, um, just to have like a, a, a sub, right? Like an, an extra player just in case. Um, you, you don't have to if you don't want to, but like just even looking at my own team, like, you know, I have Alonzo, for example, my team. He's a rotation risk. And you know, you never know. Like somebody else could pick up a knock in training the day before that we don't hear about. You might as well have one sub. Um, oh, he has an idea for the loser of the Travis Shaw minus 80 league. Go vegan or vegetarian for a week or so. Do you, th- do you think Sean was like, that would be the hardest thing in the world for them to do? Yeah, I guess he must really like meat. I, I could, yeah, that would be that would be a pretty easy one, Jake. We could, we'll keep that on the list, though. We'll keep that on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we're gonna keep her moving here because we just have one, two, three. We got four more questions, then we got to wrap things up. So Mario wrote in, uh, "I'm moist." He started it off with that. I like yeah. it, I like it. Sets the mood for the question, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, how about a bench boost in game week thirty six instead of thirty five? This I I do see as kind of an interesting thing to look at. And full disclosure, I haven't had enough time to like look at my personal team to decide if that works for me or not. But if we look at the fixtures for uh, 35 versus 36, we've already talked a little bit about those 35 fixtures and how they're not exactly perfect, um, even though there's the double game week. But if we look at 36, there's quite a few good fixtures there. So Liverpool play Huddersfield, Spurs play West Ham, City plays Burnley. Uh, We do have Chelsea and United going head-to-head, but then we also have Leicester and Arsenal, Southampton, Bournemouth. I mean, there's a lot of games where there's some potential for goals there. Um, I guess, what do you think, Jake? Do you think that it's reasonable to consider playing your bench boost outside of that double game week? 
Yeah, it kind of depends on your team, which is what what I was saying earlier. Like, if you're looking ahead and you have those players that play against, like, you know, if you you, you have all Liverpool and Spurs, then yes, use it for 36. But if if you don't, and it just you're hoping for kind of more like bang for your buck, and you know you have players that are going to play two game weeks, or hopefully will play two game weeks, then 35 is the right way to go. Yeah. Uh, Bus asks Liverpool and Bournemouth worth holding for double game week 35. I think so. Probably for sure. Liverpool players, maybe Bournemouth players depends on your team. Bobby love. I'm looking to move son for midfielder for the upcoming blank already on triple pool. So looking like a Leicester midfielder, uh, Tielemans or Madison. I think Madison, is that where you're at too, Jake? Uh, yeah, that's actually a good question. Um, cause Tielemans has been pretty on fire recently we should kind of maybe look into that a little bit more and and post some stats but i think i think Maddo for me still um but but it's a it's closer than it's not just a straightforward answer okay well i'm gonna say madison desperately seeking Dusan. um i have another victim for jake ashley young probably mad after the red card there also oh, why is jake's yeah. cat always screeching in the background what is jake doing to him is the cat planning bloody vengeance i'll tell you guys about jake's freaking cat okay woodford woodford the cat when i jake when i visited jake last summer in june uh jake warned me that the cat will attack you at the night Okay, in the, in the in the night, in the dark of night, the cat will attack you. The cat's just like Jake. I I got up like early, you know, two or three in the morning. Needed a glass of water, middle of the night. Okay, um, I begin walking. All of a sudden, I hear like lightning from my right. Couldn't see it, and he slashes my ankle with his claws. And as quick as he came, he was gone. It was ridiculous. It's it's an evil evil being that cat. Yeah. He mostly just wants to get into the room. Like, I don't like him in the room because he just causes a ruckus. Um, but sometimes he'll just sit on my lap while he pod. He likes to listen. So, mm. yeah. I don't like your cat one bit. Yeah, he's not that bad. Mm, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of an asshole, but. Yeah. Uh, who are you going to captain this week, Jake? Let's talk about that. Quick. I mean, that's I, another reason why I'm really considering Mane is because he's a good captain shout for me I otherwise hazards on my team and I would go with him yeah I think it's a Liverpool asset or hazard basically uh, I wouldn't be against like uh, uh Bournemouth you know if you wanted to go like Wilson or King as a little differential but I think as usual you want to play it pretty safe with the captains most times so I'd probably look at uh, Salah Mane or Hazard hard to justify Salah given his recent performances but um maybe that awesome own goal that he didn't actually score will get him going okay never know um all right are you are you like set for the week or are you making moves or what are you doing i gotta make a move because i i have 10 playing and i want the 11 and i you know i figure why not without you know my other chips doesn't really matter to me so i'm again leaning i in the midfield it would have to be i drop sterling if i go with Mane because all my other midfielders are playing or i drop maybe rashford or aguero for a player and the one thing we didn't talk about which fair i mean let's let's hate on them a little bit but like arsenal like we were talking, Lacazette's been on fire recently. He's not super expensive. Um, so I'm I'm kind of considering one of those forwards, whether it be him or Obama man up top. I, I think they're a reasonable differential to get me like maybe a few more points than the rest of the people in my mini leagues. Yeah, Laka's a great shout. He's been returning, returning, returning. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I, like I said, at the top of the pot, I'm looking at maybe bringing dropping Rashford for Wilson or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, that's the other just, option for me as well as Rashford. But then I have three Bournemouth players, and I'm like, eh, I've had Brooks on my team for so long, and he's just been disappointing. Yeah, that's a lot of Bournemouth. Yeah, it's too much Bournemouth. That's for sure. Um, okay, um, let's wrap some things up here. Follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram The Art of the Dive, online DiveFPL.com. 
Uh, we sometimes post things on Facebook, too, so you can find us on there. Download our pod, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, um, Pocket Cast, CastBox, wherever podcasts basically are, we are there now because we're big time. Um, subscribe, uh, rate, review. We really appreciate that, and it helps the pod a ton. A uh, couple questions to just wrap up the pod. Lewis, not really towards anything, but kind of just want to roast Jake, uh, or he wants a section to roast Jake on the pod um, to make himself feel better about a crappy double game week. Um, I feel like, did I roast you much this po- this podcast or no, Jake? No, you, well, a little, but you didn't do the Jake voice. We could do the Jake voice. I don't, don't force me to do that, Jake. I'm no, not going to do it. You know, I will say we haven't had any like fun sections. I mean, you know, we used to do like, uh, fuck one, kill one, marry one. Um, we it, haven't it had was, one of those Jake, in a while. It was fuck one, add one, drop one, because it was FPL specific. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. You know what I meant, though. We haven't had any of those. Um, yeah. Would you rather we used to do? That was a fun yeah, one, too. Yeah, that was also a good one. All right. Yeah, we might have to, know. maybe we'll, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll bring one of those back for the next week. It's, those are pretty incredibly awkward sections of the podcast for you. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right, Lewis, stay tuned. We'll, we'll get him good. All right. Uh, Mark Roden, once the season is over, does Jake have any plans to visit the FPL University in Norway? Uh, would he get buy-in from his wife by pretending they were going to Norway on vacation? Jake? Yeah, that's actually a great idea. I'm so I'm going to write that down for sure. L- lying to your wife is a good idea? Well, it's not lying. It's so much as being like, hey, let's go to Norway for a vacation I really want to go to the FPL University. I, I tell her that like after we buy the plane tickets and set everything. That's lying to your wife. No, that's not lying. Something I would never do. My wife is in the room next door. <laughs> uh, all right. And finally, assuming Jake isn't allowed to use a knife, who would win in a fight between Marco and Jake? Hmm. It's a great question. Um, yeah. He didn't say anything about the use of dildos, though. <laughs> or, or cookies. <laughs> yeah, cookies or dildos, my two favorite <laughs> weapons. <laughs> uh, Have you ever yeah. seen the scene on uh, in the movie? We talked about Borat, I think, uh, a couple weeks ago or something. Have you ever seen the, the scene in the movie Bruno when he learns how to get uh, self-defense against a dildo? Yeah, I remember that scene. I remember you guys making me watch that in college. I was so mad. It's one of, why? Why were you mad? Because you could learn how to defend yourself? Are you mad about that? Uh, yeah, I guess I was mad about that. Oh, I'm sorry that you're safer now, Jake. Okay, from dildo attacks. Mm-hmm. Gosh. All right, well, we should probably get out of here on that note. Our sponsors are not going to be happy about <laughs> the slight towards dildos that we just made. So thanks a lot, Jake. We just lost our one and only sponsor. I didn't even bring that up. That's That's all you. Don't put that on me. Uh, All right, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive.